Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another new edition of Live from Pawnee. I'm Alan, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Mark. Mark, how are you doing today? I am uh, Sir Alan of the Roundtables we just established. I am doing good and great and even better, uh, despite this uh, deceptively hot and humid day. We are getting into season five. I know. I think that's why I got tripped up at the beginning. I'm so excited for it that I just didn't know what to say. You are just bouncing off the wall. I, I really was. It's oh. all this caffeine I've had today. Holy crap. You know, uh, Alan, I, I wanted to mention something in the very beginning before oh, we sure. get yeah, uh, what you got? The, the the momentum gets going with our awesome, awesome podcast. Well, sure. Um, you remember the season four grab bag episode that I think was a couple weeks ago? Um, we had talked about a new segment that Constantine asked us oh, to introduce. Yeah. Um, is called Constantine's Comedy Corner. You remember that? I, I do remember that, as a matter of fact. I'm, I'm just waiting for the mail to come in anytime now. It's a, one. yeah, it's a, we're looking for the mail there. And uh, I, I, I thought, uh, Constantine and I got together before the show, and we thought we'd start the show off with a bang today. And maybe, once again, we could feature that as a, as a segment to start us off. What do you think? Well, I, I think, um, let's try it. Let's see how it goes. I, I'm still skeptical, but you know what? I'll, I'm willing to give it a try. I do not like, sir, the glint in your eye. It's almost like you're you're <laughs> daring this to go forward. But oh, let's give it a try. See, there it is again. Okay, so we're let's all right. Let's try this. So, <clears throat> so Constantine, you want me to? You want me to go ahead? Okay. All right, uh, everybody. Without any further ado, here's Constantine's comedy corner. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the garlic and onions diet? You eat garlic and onions only for one week. You you don't get much thinner, but people will stay far away from you, so you you seem smaller. <laughs> That's almost better than last time. Constantine's Comedy Corner. <laughs> yeah. So, is that was that good? All right. He he likes that. I, I'm going to say this is an experiment. Yeah. How do you think it's going, Mark? Let's just move on. <laughs> now, remember, I will tell our viewers. Yeah, yeah, I, didn't, yeah. or, I don't know if they are or not, but uh, you can contact us on our website or via email to let us know what you think of today's uh, joke. It, remember, uh, Alan, uh, uh, Constantine's uh, comedy career depends on your feedback. So, oh. so don't be, so don't be shy. <laughs> don't be shy. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured they can either, like you said, they can get on the website and give us some feedback. Yeah. You know, they can record a message to Constantine right there. Oh, can That'd they? be kind of cool. Yes. Um, or like other people have done, they can include it in their one star review on Apple Podcasts. They can. Don't I don't like to talk about that one, but or you know what you can do <laughs> if you want to if they want to steer Constantine in the right direction for his comedy club career, sure. send jokes, record record your own onion joke. So te- teach him how to fish. I love or it. Un- or peel or whatever, whatever the analogy is. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. It reminds me of uh, the Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. If you go to Disney World, <laughs> when you're in line there, you get to send in your jokes. And if you're lucky, they tell them up on screen. Oh, I love it. It's kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's give that a try and see how that goes. I like it. I do, too. All right. Well, Mark, you know, uh, we are here today to talk about this, uh, you know, season five, episode one. Miss Nope goes to Washington. That's Ms. Nope to you. Did I say Ms? Ms. Ms. Janet, if you're not, uh, Jackson, if you're. I thought I said Ms. Nasty. I thought you said Ms. I, I, Ms. Nope goes to Washington. I thought you said Ms. I don't know. Maybe I missed it. Either way. Uh, anyway, yes, she's going forward. there. Yeah, she is. And, uh, you know, this this reminds me of that movie, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. 
Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I suspect that's maybe by design. Oh yeah, they're probably referring. They're probably referring to that movie. It's an homage, Mark. That's what we call it in the biz. No, it just it happened right here. <laughs> All right, Mark. This episode had a runtime of twenty-one minutes and thirteen seconds. Mm-hmm. It first aired on September twentieth, two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy was directed by Dean Holland and written by Aisha Murar. Uh, we know both of those folks, yep, uh, we both like producers of many, many episodes. And I think Dean's roughly halfway through his directing career here. He's 13 of 27. He's done a bunch. Yeah, a yeah, bunch. Yeah. He's the most prolific of all the directors. And uh, Aisha, this is her seventh of 14. Uh, She's also written. done a lot. So, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And they're, they're really, I think they do a lot. I mean, they're really common together and separately in season five, six, and seven. So we'll see a lot of them coming. Right, up. right. So that good pedigree. Yeah. Yep. Yep, absolutely. And uh, you know what? I, I'm really liking one of the shows that Aisha is producing right now. It's mm. called Hacks. It's on HBO Max. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Mm-mm. Gene Smart. Oh, it's, it's a terrific show. Mm. I mean, it's up for like, I think, 17 Emmys this year. Something like is that. Is that it? Just, just 17. Whatever. So check it out if you get a chance. Shameless plug. I, I get nothing out of that. All right. Yeah. Nice. Well, Mark, hey, why don't we get into the breakdown of this episode? And uh, you can kind of tell us, uh, I think we call that, what, a synopsis? That is correct. Yeah, Sorry, let's do that thing. Table. You, yeah, I can tell you were an English major. All right. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. All right. I broke this sucker into three stories. Uh, it was going so well, too. Oh, no. Yeah. Is it not? Yeah. I, Wh- the, which sound the, effect do I get? The, the, you get this one. The, the. Oh, no. I don't one. like that or one. Or there's also the try again one. Which would you like? Um, was there? There's not a third sound. Is, is, there, is, there, is there two stories? Uh, the judges and I said two stories. But you know what? Let's hear what you came up with. I'm, I'm intrigued. See that glint? <laughs> it's back. It's oh, back weird. when you're like, go ahead. Yeah. I dare you. So, I, okay. So you're, here. You're not necessarily wrong. All right. So let, let's, let's, let's go forward with blinding speed with that. Yeah. All right. My A story. I think you're going to agree with me on this one. So. Alan, my my titles here are very pun heavy, oh, so so yeah. so bear I'll, with I'll brace me here. Myself. All right. So the A story, the, the title is Department of the Insecurior. I like it. That's pretty good. It's not. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> Leslie and Andy are visiting Washington D.C. to see Ben, who accepted a temporary job there for a congressional reelection campaign, and April, who decided to join Ben as his intern. Thrilled to be in the nation's capital, Leslie also hopes to secure federal funding to clean the Pawnee River, but her optimism is dulled when she is unable to meet with anyone at the United States Department of the Interior, see what I did, resulting in her proposal being tossed into a giant pile with numerous other unread proposals. Ben invites Leslie, April, and Andy to a cocktail party that night. But Leslie becomes intimidated by the numerous tall, smart, successful women that Ben works with every day and feels her position on the Pawnee City Council is feeble in comparison. What will happen? Which people on Leslie's list of amazing women does Ben introduce her to? Who tries to comfort a spiraling Leslie in the coat closet? (laughs) Can Leslie snap herself out of this funk? And if so, how so? Stay tuned to find out dot, dot, dot. 
Nice job. I um I, I know we closed out season four and I had done my episode summary titles. Yeah. Kind of in a movie theme. Yeah. Well, I kept that theme going because, oh, you know, Ms. Nope goes to Washington based on Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Oh, that one again. Yeah. 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 So that's a movie reference. So yeah. I thought, hey, I'll play along. All right. So my A story line, uh, the the one of two stories, the correct number Jesus. is um, a river runs through Pawnee. Nice. So there you go. Nice. But that's a. Uh, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and Andy didn't even know that. We'll see that here in a second. Wow. Yeah. So I will move on to my B story, which I, I think you will agree with. Um, and um, the title is The SummerSlam Grill Jam Ron Splosion. Love it. But um bumch. Yeah. All right. Back in Pawnee, dot, 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 Ron has an announcement for the gang. The good news? With Leslie absent, he will take over the... Leslie Nope Employment Enjoyment Summer Slam Grill Jam Fun Splosion, an annual barbecue for the Parks Department. The bad news? He plans to make it only about meat with no other types Shocking. of food. Shocking. Or even any activities, just like meat, 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 meat. That's it. During the event, Ron brings a live pig named Tom <laughs> that, that he is planning to slaughter and cook right then and there, but is... Uh, thankfully uh, informed it violates numerous laws. And so an annoyed Ron makes stripped food and stuff. He gets pounds and pounds of meat, which will take several hours to cook. He refuses to buy any other food for the hungry and bored employees. Chris notices the frustration of everybody and repeatedly gives Ron suggestions. And Ron stubbornly ignores him time after time. Huh? How will this turn out? Can Ron turn things around and make the employees feel appreciated? How does Chris handle things with Ron later? Whatever happened to Pig Tom? <laughs> Stick around, podcast viewers. All will be revealed, dot, dot, dot. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, you know, I, more again with the movie theme, you know, Babe, uh, a pig in the city, right? Yeah. Mine is called Tom, a pig at the picnic. Nice. So, nice. Very, go. very nice. Yeah. All right. And we're done, right? That's it. For, the, two fic stories. for the fictitious sea story oh, that yeah, I okay. think is maybe a thing. Yeah. Um, I, I entitled. Well, I have I have two titles for this. Okay, two titles for the thing that doesn't exist. Go for it. I'm just that excited about it. <laughs> you may have to bleep one. Okay, I'm ready. All right, the first one is safe. It's Haverkins, more like Haver can't. <clears throat> That's pretty good. The other one <laughs> is. <Yeah>. The other <laughs> one is. Oh my god! Not this again. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to get that beep tuned in a little bit there. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure we got that exactly right. The good thing we're on one of them. They're a network based uh, five second delays. Oh, I thought this was live. Well, sort of. Oh, doggone it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So here's the fictitious sea story. So you're saying that the Haverkins time uh, storyline is, is its own. It has right, its you know own. What? Uh, 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 weight, its own uh, uh, je ne sais quoi, its own uh, 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 thing with the thing. I thought it was like, a lot like slaughtering the pig at the picnic. So uh, to me, I just put them all in line. But go ahead. <laughs> so here's what I said. Um, at the employee appreciation barbecue, Tom and Ann appear to still be together. Boots. However, we quickly learn via talking head that A, they have long since broken up. B, they are pretending to still be together since everyone was so smug about it, saying it wouldn't last. C, Tom apparently made a $1,000 bet with Donna that they would still be together in another month. 
As the barbecue drags on, we see Anne having a tough time with their ruse due to Tom being, well, Tom. Tom. What will happen? Is there anything Tom won't add glitter to? How does Anne retaliate for Tom's glitter-based offenses? Who will win the bet between Donna and Tom? Hang in there, true believers. Only time will tell, dot, dot, dot. All right, Mark. I've checked with the judges, uh-huh. and they're going to allow this one. Oh, yay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Thank they, you, They judges. reconsidered their position, and they said, it's while it's part of the picnic storyline, clearly, right, you know, it's got enough oomph to it, they, enough screen time that they're going to let you call it the sea story. Alan, if the great show Mythbusters oh, sure. has taught us anything, it. it would teach me that it, it doesn't necessarily need to be confirmed. It just needs to be plausible. Well, you know what? Fair enough. So there you go. Hard to argue with that. Yeah. Yeah. So I won't even try. <laughs> well, nice job, Mark. Hey, uh, well, let's do our AKAs real quick and then we'll get into this episode breakdown. Yes. Yes, sir. AKA. I, uh, I picked one for all the stories that I had. Uh, So I got three Um, from the A story. uh, My AKA is from Leslie, where she's I think she's lamenting over all these, uh, you know, uh, uh, attractive, tall, smart, uh, powerful uh, women there in in Washington, D.C. And she says, it's like C-SPAN and Neiman Marcus had kids or something. (laughs) From the B story, the Rontastic one, um, it's. I had to say this, even though in and of itself, it's not funny, except in context. It's where the the ranger goes, hey, this pig, you're not going to do what I think you're going to do. <laughs> not to worry. I have a permit. It's <laughs> <laughs> so true. And then from the sea story, which I squoze in there mm-hmm. and the judges allowed. Um, and asked Tom, did you put glitter in the laundry detergent? Which doesn't end up well. So it does not end up well. What'd you have? Well, Mark, it's weird. My AKAs actually address all three storylines. Nice. Even though I didn't believe the third storyline existed. Wow. That's karma. How how do you like that sauce there, Ace? It's a pretty sweet sauce there. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Them apples, the applesauce. I don't know. Whatever the kids say. I don't like apples. Um, Leslie's got a line when she's in DC and she's complaining about the weather. She's, and this made me think of this when you mentioned the the hot, humid weather we're getting here in Indiana, we can totally relate. Uh, It's 120 degrees out, 200% humidity, because this is a stupid swamp town. It is a stupid swamp town. (laughs) Totally get it. This makes total sense to me too. Yep. Uh, from the, the B storyline there, uh, you know, (laughs) Ron says, Every summer, Leslie throws a barbecue to thank the parks and maintenance staff. It's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ron. Yeah. Yes. And we'll see what he does with his version of the picnic. It's going to go great. I feel like it's going to go great. Yep. Aces. (laughs) And then, as you said there, you know, there's trouble in Haverkinstown. And uh, (laughs) at one point, Tom's defending something he did. And he said, well, the target demographic isn't angry middle-aged nurses. Oh. That's kind of low. Yeah. But it was funny. So I, I forget how many times she hit him after that. I, I it lost. was not as many as he deserved. No, in not my head, really. it was like 50, 60. Yes. Yeah. If only. Nice job, Mark. Hey, let's get into the episode breakdown and we'll get the show on the road officially. All right. Well, um, let's see. We got our cold open, as we usually do. 
Um, well, you know what, Mark? Hmm. I have a little bit of a surprise for you today. You do? Yeah. You know, the again, this is the standard edition. Yeah. But this, we're back to having deleted scenes, which is kind of nice. We've been missing Oh, those. yeah, yeah. You're right. Well, I, don't, I, I think, uh, like me, you probably did check out the deleted scenes. Did I did. Did you happen to notice that there's what clearly appears to be the original cold open that they did not use? Mm. It's got the cold yeah. open structure. It plays like one. It's roughly nine, about 80 seconds. So everything about it screams cold open. They didn't use it. And I actually kind of like it better than the one they did include. So I thought maybe we'd play that really quick. Yeah, let's do that. All go right. for it. Here we go. And if you award me this $60,000 grant, you will ensure that the Pawnee River is restored to its former non-toxic glory. Leslie, I don't want to jump the gun here, but you are definitely going to get elected. Andy, I was already elected. And now I'm going to clean up the Pawnee River. Pawnee's River? Yeah, it runs through Ramsey Park. Oh, Condom Creek? Is that what they Oh, dear. Yeah, that place is disgusting. Yeah. Here's the situation. Ben, my amazing lover, went to Washington to work in a congressional campaign, and he took April with him as his intern. Andy and I are going to go visit them, and while we are there, I am going to apply for a federal grant to clean up the Pawnee River. It's oh. a bit of a fixer-upper and a bruise on our city. When people call me a hero, I, I say, what? I resemble that remark. So, you excited to see Ben? God, I'm so excited to see him. I miss his little hands and his giant hair and his 29-inch waist and his tiny, flat little butt. God, he's so sexy. I'll tell you what I miss. The McRib. Yeah. I wish it was always back. Me too. What about April? Oh, she hates the McRib. <laughs> Anyways, let's go. Washington, D.C. Okay, Andy, you know we're not leaving until tomorrow. Okay. Well, I'm probably just going to turn in then. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and he's asleep. Wow. There you go. Very, very, very nice. nice. Yeah. I thought that was a, a, a funny cold open. I think it would have stood, uh, it should have stood up, in my opinion. I, I like that, too. I, I I think the main difference is that with that cold open, they're talking about the trip kind of in like upcoming. It's about to yeah, happen. Yeah, that's true. And in the the standard cold open, they are apparently already in Washington, yep. D.C. Yeah, they're, they're, they're taking they're the in the sights yep. and they're by the reflecting uh, thing there yep. and the mall and at uh, all that Washington, D.C. stuff. Now, now. Leslie did remark that, you know, she's living the dream for several reasons, not the least of which is she just walked past a food truck and she bought herself a <laughs> waffle sundae. Holy hell. Yeah. Yeah. She's very excited about that waffle sundae as she well. She certainly is. I also like the Andy said, you know, uh, Leslie goes, get out your guidebook. He says, well, I didn't bring one. She goes, oh, well, I brought you one. And then she goes, now throw it away. And he heaves it in, into the reflecting pool or almost. Anyway. Almost. Yeah. So. Yeah, Andy. He takes it very literally. He 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 can't not take things a little bit literally. Yeah. And I, to, to make the point, he's actually excited to go to the mall as well to get some flip-flops. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. the National Mall has some flip-flops. Only I, Andy. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mark, back in Pawnee, we open up the main episode with the team, minus Leslie, meeting in the conference room and Ron doing his best to move forward without the ever-present Leslie. Yeah, I think we're going to get uh, some some whiplash here, just going back and forth yep. from Washington, D.C. to, to yeah, Normally, to it's Pawnee. just across Pawnee. We're traveling thousands of miles in each of these bounces. Yeah, it's technology. It's remarkable. Love it. So, yeah, uh, Alan, like you said, we see the gang, which in this case is Chris, 
and Ron and Anne, Tom, Donna, and Jerry in a conference room for a meeting being led oddly enough by Ron, which no one can quite believe that he would lead a meeting. But Ron then tells them that with Leslie in Washington, D.C., she will not be able to spearhead the annual uh, employee appreciation barbecue. And so he, the man, the myth, the legend, Ron Swanson himself, will be taking up the reins and throwing the barbecue. The gang has trouble believing this until Ron makes it clear he's not going to do all the froofy, silly stuff that Leslie does. He summarizes it quite well in a talking head uh, by saying barbecue should be about one thing. Good shared meat. So there you go. <laughs> there you have it. Yeah. <laughs> no corn on the cob. No. <laughs> that that we got our PBJ early. We got it early. And like, often in this well, and he, and right after he says, like he says, uh, <laughs> there will be no froofy desserts. There will be no giant soap bubble guns. There will be no adult men in costumes. And most of all, there will be no beef vegetables. <laughs> Ron, can we at least have corn on the cob? Stares at Jerry in stony face silence. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's almost like he considered it for a moment. I think he was trying to get himself under control because uh, he was so angry, angry. that, that, that he, Jerry would have the audacity enough. to maybe on to something corn there. And people and meat. Well, back in D.C., jumping another thousand miles back, yep. Andy is doing his best Nick Cage impersonation, much to Leslie's chagrin. <laughs> We see uh, another outside shot here. We see Leslie and Andy walking up the steps to the Lincoln Memorial. Leslie is in awe of the Lincoln Memorial itself. Andy is in awe of the possibility that there could be <laughs> clues anywhere well, on, sure. on account of what those National Treasure movies said, you know. <laughs> and uh, Andy, actually, it's funny enough, Andy finally has to drag Leslie away so that they can meet Ben in April at the Smithsonian. That's true. Yep. Yeah, I, I love Leslie. She's kind of grandiose about it and says, 1776, a nation is born. And Andy says, which nation? Yeah, cool. I see that every day. And not every day. Well, over at Ramsett Park, the employee appreciation celebration is just underway. And we quickly realize that the Ron Swanson version of the Leslie Nope Employment Enjoyment SummerSlam Grill Jam Fun Splosion mm. might be just a little less fun splosion-y. Mm. Yeah, fair. I, I think that you're going to be right. It, it, there's there may be a explosion, but it's not a fun no, explosion. It's not a fun explosion. So, as you alluded to, Alan, the employee appreciation barbecue event has indeed begun at Ramsett Park. We see Ron getting things ready, including a segment Ron calls "Meet Your Meat." That's right. Ron brings a live pig, a live damn pig, out for everyone to see, and. Chris is excited saying, hey, little buddy. And then the realization, oh, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and everybody is horrified at the clear uh, implication that the pig named Tom, by the way, pig it. Tom, um, in, in the clear implication that pig Tom will be slaughtered and cooked by Ron right there, right then. And we see uh, park ranger Patrick step up and tell Ron, you know, what you're planning to do with pig Tom there, it violates three laws and a dozen health codes. So <laughs> Ron kind of stares him down as if he had just asked for corn on the cob and finally says, fine. He gives in, announces he is instead going to purchase some meat from food and stuff and then angrily takes off. I love it. Yeah. This is the part where he actually said he had a permit, right? 
and it's a piece of paper that says, I can do what I want. Right, right, right. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. The uh, Ranger Patrick says, hey, Ron, you're not going to slaughter that pig here, are you? Not to worry. I have a permit. And he hands him a piece of paper and, <laughs> and Patrick reads from him. He says, this just says I can do what I want. It's a great meme. <laughs> it is. It. Well, it's time for Leslie and Andy to meet up with Ben and April. And once again, Andy seems to think of everything he sees through the lens of a movie, Mark. Well, there's worse ways to go. <laughs> so we're at the Smithsonian uh, by the uh, Back to the Future 3 uh, train thing <laughs> sure there. Is. Yeah, yeah, that's what it yeah. is. Um, and uh, Leslie gets Andy to stop climbing on it, you know, because he's excited about that. And just in time for Ben and April to show up. And so both couples, Alan, they're, they're clearly happy to see the other one. So for example, Leslie gives Ben a big giant hug and a quick affectionate kiss and a huge smile for another example, <laughs> April and Andy lie down on the floor of the Smithsonian and, and grind start it out. grinding it out. <laughs> well, to each their own mark. To each their, to your own devices. That's right. Um, so and then as suddenly as everyone came together, now all of a sudden they split apart again. Uh, April and Andy going off somewhere to <clears throat> have sex uh, and, and Ben needing to get back to the approximately a thousand meetings he has that day. You know what that's like, Alan. I and do. and uh, Ben just wanted to wish Leslie luck before her big presentation at the Department of the Interior. That Ben, such a good boyfriend. He's a good boyfriend. Yeah. Mark, uh, of note for the train nerds out there, mm -hmm. uh, you know, th this is this is, this whole scene is very accurate. Two, two things. Uh, that train is actually there at the Smithsonian. This is actually at the, what they call the Bering Center. Yeah. And this is a 1926 uh, 462 Pacific type steam locomotive. It's a time traveling train. Yeah, it really is. Mm -hmm. Of course, Ben and Leslie have their moment talking about, uh, you know, George Washington's uh, farewell address candle uh, display, um, which is actually also at that same building. But I found out, sadly, not currently on display. No, nor is it a time traveling candle. It really isn't. No, no. Very disappointing in so many ways. Well, back at Ramsett Park, Mark, people are starting to get a little bit hangry and we get the sweet treat of learning the latest on this Haverkins relationship. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're back at Ramsett Park. We're getting the whiplash there. And then we the gang is grumpily waiting for Ron to get back. I think they're starting to get a little hangry. Yeah. And uh, my legs are tired. We we find out a, a few <laughs> things. Alan, let's have Constantine play this clip. I love it. Where is Swanson? Man, I'm hungry. My legs are tired. Ugh. Feels like I just exercise. Just sit on the ground. <laughs> no, Jerry. It's dirty and I'm wearing my summer linens. God, you're such a baby. Look, I brought a picnic blanket from your house. That's not a picnic blanket. That's a merino wool throw for my Eames chair. Yeah. Ugh. Do I sense trouble in the Haverford Perkins household? No such luck, Donna. Ann and Tom, AKA Haverkins, yeah. stronger than ever. Everyone said it wouldn't last. And it didn't. <laughs> Shocking that our drunken plan to move in together wasn't a success. Let's move in together. <laughs> totally. No take backs when we sober up, though, partner. No take backs, partner. <laughs> After the first day, we realized we had made a huge mistake. Huge. However, everyone was being so smug about it, saying there's no way it would last, so we're pretending to still be together. That way, no one gets the satisfaction of being right, even though they are, but still. More importantly, I bet Donna $1,000 that we'd be together for another month. Can't stress this enough. If she finds out that we broke up, I'll go bankrupt. <laughs> oh my God, 
Yes, I am returned. No! Not so fast, Shirley. I just have to thaw the meat, season it, and grill it up, so it's gonna be a few hours. Oh, no, Ron! My tummy's rumbling! It's scary! Tommy's got the tumrums! Ron, Chris Traeger, feelings update. I'm now feeling that your guests are getting a little antsy. Fine, I'll skip a few steps and speed things up. There you go. Is there at least something to drink? There's beer in the cooler. What about for the children? You can get water from that water fountain and use it to water down the beer. Why don't you just give the kids water? I suppose you could do that. Now would everyone please back off and just let me cook in peace? These people are soft. They're grill virgins. But by the time this day is over, they'll have been taken by the grill and delicately and tenderly shown the ways of flavorful meat love. The first time is so beautiful. Wow. Flavorful meat love. Oh, <laughs> baby. Good God. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable now, Mark. Yeah. Oh. Well, back in D.C., it's time for Leslie to give her river cleanup presentation to the Department of the Interior. And she's been preparing for a moment like this for probably most of her career. I agree. Yeah. So we, we first see uh, an outside shot of uh, Leslie climbing up the steps of the Department of the Interior before she turns around and cheerfully waves to the camera. And then we, we then see her inside and she's excited. She's excitedly talking to the receptionist about her scheduled face to face meeting with uh, one Mr. Jepson. Meet George Jepson. You know, it's just thing. George Jepson's birthday. Did you know that? No. July 2022 was his birthday in the cartoon. Wow. We just had it. That's amazing. Yeah. Huh. Well, anyway, the receptionist is a little bit surprised that Leslie's there in person to submit her proposal. Most people just mail their application in, but whatever. (laughs) Not Leslie. Not not her. But the receptionist tells Leslie that actually Mr. Jepson (laughs) stepped out for the day. Oh, no. And is, in fact, unavailable for the rest of the week. What is it? A day, a week, a month? I mean, come on. And maybe you could just take your proposal binder and go over there to see that where the table says proposals and see the huge landfill. (laughs) I mean, pile of binders. Why could you just kind of heave your binder on the top of that pile? That that would be great. It is ironic that it's the size and pile shape of a landfill, considering that's pretty much what she's trying to dig out of her own river. I know. I know. I love it. And we see Leslie do that, but she's clearly crestfallen at this point. I think we're seeing the first few chinks in the Leslie Note armor. Yeah, I would totally agree agree with that well then you can kind of tell that you know the uh the the assistant there feels a little bit bad for leslie and she says you know what i'll make sure he reads it what city is it for she says pawnee she says it's great is that pawnee illinois indiana iowa kansas missouri nebraska oklahoma or texas Uh, indiana (laughs) i mean that would i mean i i actually felt really bad for leslie at this moment I, i think it would take the wind out of your sails pretty hard Well, I I think that she had gotten her hopes up probably to a dangerously high extent. And now she's kind of coming crashing down. So, yeah, I I agree. Yeah. You would think she'd at least heard that there was some bureaucracy in Washington. But, you know. Right. She's an optimist. She's an optimist. That is absolutely true. Well, over at Ben's office, Leslie arrives to share the good news or not. And Ben also has a small surprise of his own. 
yeah, we're we're in Ben's office and uh, and uh, April, the the real boss of the office, apparently uh, is sitting on Andy's lap while Ben's is sitting across from him. He's working and stuff. That's what he does. And then Leslie arrives, and and you know Ben excitedly asks her, "Oh, your big meeting? How'd it go?" And she's like, eh, "You know, it's a, it's all right." I, I think she clearly did not want to get into it at that no. at that point. Anyway, then Ben reveals a surprise of his own to everyone. He got all four of them invited to a swanky DC cocktail party at the Hay Adams. Nice. Andy is interested, but he is immediately curious about a whether or not the party is a shorts or pants uh, kind of gala, <laughs> and B, if it is a pants a kind of gala, if maybe they could just real quick stop at the nearest place that has free pants. <laughs> it's in the mall where they sell the flip-flops. Excellent. <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. twofer. Yeah, I just take care of that all at once. Yep. Well, back at the park, everyone continues to wait for food, and Tom shares a new entrepreneurial idea with Anne. No, holy hell. Ron is manning the grill as he is wont to do. Um, no, he doesn't really want to, Mark. Well, I think he likes the meat portion of it. He doesn't like the people portion. Well, of it. fair enough. If they could just leave and leave him alone with the sweet meat love, then I think that'd be great. Um, we see now I made myself uncomfortable. It's, it's a Sorry. perfect day in the park. <laughs> so we see Chris uh, run up to Ann and Tom secretively <laughs> and he tells them, don't tell Ron, but I smuggled in some candy, oh. even though he doesn't want you to yeah. eat before. Was, was he got M&M's or uh, Toblerone? Well, well, What's Ann, he got? Ann is immediately appreciative. And Tom is excited, at least until he realizes it's Raisins, <laughs> nature's candy. Just still good. He's just a whiner. Um, Chris leaves. Ann notices her shirt has glitter on the side, which starts a huge argument about how Tom is putting glitter in everything in the laundry detergent. That one called sparkle suds. Dress loud <laughs> in the butter. Disco dairy. Spread the party. <laughs> they are about to get into it big time uh -huh. when they see shh, 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 they see Donna walk up and they immediately close ranks and they act like everything's fine. I, I wonder, you think Donna is starting to suspect anything? I think at this point she does, but she's also so hangry that she can't focus on that right now. That could be true. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, at the cocktail party, two things become clear, Mark. One, Leslie was very shaken by her experience earlier at the Department of the Interior. And two, Andy has just invented the most amazing shrimp-based weapon of all time. I think that this could be the next generation of Wolverine. <laughs> I love it. We have to tell Marvel about that. Maybe he's already told Marvel. About oh, it's this. a done deal. Yeah. Yeah. He, it's he, happening. Alan, I don't know if you know about Chris Pratt. Uh -huh. He has inroads to Marvel. I've heard I, I, this. I'm very yeah. hush hush. I don't want to talk yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, Shh, don't so we're now at the swanky DC cocktail party that Ben mentioned earlier and got him invited to. And we see a lot of nicely dressed people and they're mingling and they're talking and they're laughing. Well, Alan, while April puts dishes in her purse trying to complete a set. Yeah, she needs a whole set. And Andy makes what looks like the world's most awesome shrimp claw. <laughs> Love it. We see Leslie and Ben talking with Kate and Lacey, a couple of women heavily involved in politics. When Leslie tells them she's a recently elected councilwoman, they seem complimentary Kind, kind of, of, but in a borderline insulting way. Like, for example, one of the women responds, local government is so important. My grandma's on the city council and her town gives her a reason to leave the house. 
You so, would hit her as much as I did. So I think as more, much as Leslie did. More chinks are appearing in the Leslie Nope armor. What do you think? I, I don't blame her, yeah, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and again, once again, we get the Pawnee, Indiana confusion. She mentions she's from Pawnee, and then the other person says, I've been there at Pawnee, Missouri. It's totally cute. No, Pawnee, Indiana. Pawnee, Missouri is a total crap hole. <laughs> but she did get a win. Oh, yeah. That was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The win yeah. is is so they're a power couple. Sure. So on account of they each have things going on that they're proud of. Now, on of the Ben side of it, he's he scored yeah. a victory yeah. for the congressional campaign that he's working on. So that's Amazing. good stuff. Now, on, on her side, she was mistaken for Beverly D'Angelo by a Japanese <laughs> tourist. So almost as good. It is almost Pretty big good. day for both of them. It really is. Yep, yep. And she's not, I, that's a funny joke. And if you don't know who she's talking about, you youngins out there, go out and check out Christmas Vacation because they, they they do not not resemble each other and they have the same color hair. So I think they do resemble each I, other. I think they do very much, yep. as a matter of fact, yeah. Well, back at the park, continued whining about the food causes things to come to a head and Ron finds a creative way to finally make it all stop, Mark. Oh, dear. Creative's a word, right? You can use that word? <laughs> yes, why not? <laughs> so we're at Ramsett Park and Ron is manning the grill, as is his wont. He's slowly cooking the food. Everybody is a little hungry, a little hangry, a little irritated, a little impatient. Several people start asking Ron questions like, Ron, can I have a burger? I'm hungry. Ron, where are my vegan soy patties? I have to go to the bathroom. Ron, I may have to go in the trees. Uh, why are the plates? No, there are no plates. You, you just eat, expect us to eat with our hands? All of this is coming down on Ron's head until finally Tom says out loud to Ron, this barbecue stinks. At this point. Tom has reaped the whirlwind, as the kids say. Oh, yeah. The, Ron uh, gets uh, angry and loud. All right. Slams the grill lid down. Forget <laughs> it. You have ruined a perfectly good barbecue with your demands and chatter. Opens his <laughs> trunk, throws all the supplies, yep. the meat, the grilling utensils, everything. And the grill's on a trailer hitch. We should mention this. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's all connected. Yeah. Slams his trunk down, turns to them. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Gets in his car, drives off with the smoking grill still attached to the back of the car. It was a sight to behold. Uh, I got to know how many times they shot that without that grill flipping over. I know. That was terrific. Oh, Well done, stunt driver. Yeah. <laughs> well, meanwhile, back at the cocktail party, things are not going much better for Leslie than they are for Ron. But at least for Leslie, there is plenty of food. Oh, this is um, this is uh, interesting and kind of painful to watch. Let's, uh, Ellen, let's have Constantine play this clip. Does anybody feel like they can't breathe? I think I need some fresh air. We're outside. God, these women are so smart and accomplished and pretty. They're tall. Tall. Why are they all so tall? It's like C-SPAN and Neiman Marcus had kids or something. Hey, so there's a couple more people I want you to meet. Oh, great. I can't wait to meet like five more tall women. Excuse me, senators? Ben Wyatt from Congressman Murray's campaign. Ben, I remember you from the Kennedy Center. That's right. Yeah. I wanted to introduce my friend Leslie Nope. Senators Barbara Boxer and Olympia Snow. Pleasure to meet you. How do you do? So, Leslie, what do you do? I am a city councilwoman from Pawnee, Indiana. But you've probably never heard of us. We're small and unimportant. I'm sure that's not true. But it is. We've got tons of problems. We're overrun with raccoons and obese toddlers. <laughs> anyway, I'm probably boring you. I just wanted to say that you are my role model and uh, you are incredibly 
amazing women, and it is an honor to meet you, and I really respect your grace under pressure, and thank you for your time. <laughs> oh. Excuse me, Senators. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Go after her. Uh, Leslie? Hello? What's going on? Nothing. I'm just tired, okay? I saw 24 historical sites in a day, and it's 120 degrees out with 200% humidity, because this is a stupid swamp town. Okay, that would make anyone cranky. I'm not cranky. Okay. <laughs> I thought you'd enjoy meeting numbers 4 and 26 on Leslie's list of amazing women. I do. I did. You're the most amazing boyfriend ever. And if you don't get out of here soon, I'm gonna punch you in the face. General needs a quote for the profile. It's fine. Just go. I'll see you at your apartment later. This is Ben Wyatt. Excuse me, I just need to get my coat Could here. Could you give me a minute here, please? Are you, are you okay? Can I get you anything? I, I would like you to just leave and give me a little privacy here, please. All right. Sorry, I hope everything's okay. <sighs> Nosy people have no respect for personal space. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was one of the best cameos, I think, of the series, actually. I, I agree. We had um, we had three great cameos. We there. did all, all U.S. senators. Yep. Yeah. There's a, a senator uh, Barbara Boxer. Yeah. And there's a senator uh, Olympia Snow. Yeah, Barbara Boxer from California. Yeah. Olympia Snow from Maine. And, and of course uh, John McCain from Arizona. Yeah. From the great uh, McCain's. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I think John McCain comes back in season seven, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he sure yeah. does. Yeah. yeah. So Le Leslie's having a tough time here. She her 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 confidence has been it's shaken gone. severely. Imagine and confident Leslie getting to meet those two senators who she really greatly admires. I think, oh man! I mean, I think at least Barbara Boxer. I'm pretty sure we've she's mentioned before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, this is not the Leslie we know and love, unfortunately. Nope, no, it's not. She's got to find her way back. Yeah, that's like you know, they should make a song out of that. Find your way back. <laughs> Mark, the following day, we're back at City Hall and Anne finds a way to out Tom Tom. But this allows Donna to finally see through the charade that they've somehow managed to persist to this point. Yes, it does. So I think it's the next day after the employee appreciation fiasco. Yeah, or the Monday or whatever. It's not the same day. I know that. That's true. It could have been a weekend could be. between. We don't really. So it's know. the next yeah. work day, probably. Yeah. And and we're at City Hall and we're in the hallway and we see uh, Tom briskly walking towards Anne, his face <laughs> apparently covered in glitter. I love it. Apparently, Alan, Tom is uh, angry that Anne had the <clears throat> audacity to put glitter in his moisturizers and lotions. Mark, she goes, I love it. She goes, I'm calling it Sparkle Skin by Anne. Twinkle, twinkle, big star. <laughs> Just like he would. I love it. <laughs> and they start to really get into it on account of, you know, it's like, you can't do that because they're really expensive. But it's an amazing really, idea. I'll buy it amazing. from you. I want to buy it from you. But first, I got to be mad at you and stuff. And they start fighting. And then Donna walks up. Oh, and they, they, they awkwardly stop what they're saying. And they look at Donna and they look at each other and they start to have the most awkward sequence of kisses going. Mm, and they say things like, Tom, you're amazing. Kiss me more. <laughs> Kiss me more. <laughs> And Donna ain't, she ain't having it. She ain't no, buying it. And no, she, she presses does. them on the subject. The jig is up. Yeah. She gets them to admit, yeah, they broke up a long time ago. <laughs> However, 
She appreciates the effort that they put into the deception. Well, sure. As someone who's lied about, you know, various aspects of myriad relationships. A ton of stuff there. Yes. And uh, so uh, the charade, if you will. And so she offers to call off the bet. Yeah. Which Tom gratefully agrees to. And then Donna walks off and we see the official end. Yes. Anna and Tom. Yeah. I, I do like we'll talk more, I'm sure, about it later. But I do like that Tom is also out. I, he's out of this relationship. He doesn't want it either. At least he says as much. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he doesn't want in. Yeah. We're not going back to where she doesn't want it, but he does. That would have killed me. I don't think I had the I, I would be Leslie. I'd be like, you know, just like take the wind out of my sails. Yeah. Yeah. So this is better. So that this is good. I'm looking at you, Parks and Rec. Don't break my heart. I know it. I hear you. Well, meanwhile, out in the courtyard, Leslie and Andy reflect on the DC visit. And Andy gives Leslie some feedback that she really needs to hear at this point to get her back on track. That's right. Completely agree. So, yeah, Leslie and Andy, are, we don't have these whiplash anymore. Now we're all back in Pawnee. Thank God. <laughs> all that flying. It was a nice, frequent flyer miles, but I was getting tired. My neck's hurt. I, that's, I fly wrong. <laughs> um, so Leslie and Andy are now back in Pawnee. We see them at City Hall sitting outside in the courtyard. And they're looking at apparently at all the pictures that Andy took of him and April making out. However, even Andy, sweet, stupid Andy, can tell Leslie is bummed. And he basically asks her what's up. Well, Leslie vents to Andy about her insecurities, not only her insecurities about how relatively feeble her political position mm. is when compared mm. to all those senators and other muggity mucks in D.C., but also her insecurities about apparently she keeps envisioning Ben uh, <laughs> laughing in a helicopter with some sort of a, a, amalgam of, uh, of all the giant dark haired <laughs> smartphone power goddesses that she has decided it's her jealousy to jealousy amalgam. I love that Hot Rebecca. Yeah. So you're right, Alan. Andy tells Leslie just what she needs to hear though. Specifically a, everything's going to be fine between her and Ben start with the basics. Yep. Right. B Leslie is way better than hot Rebecca. Totally. She's kick-ass Leslie. <laughs> and see, long-distance relationships are never easy, but Leslie never, ever gives up on stuff. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what she needed to hear. Yeah. He said, that's what makes you you. Yep. So. An amalgam. Nailed it. Nope. <laughs> no, no. Keep working on it, Andy. Yep. <laughs> now, that was actually very great advice from uh, a nice, a nice moment of clarity from sweet, stupid Andy. Agreed. Yeah. Well, also at City Hall, the feedback loops continue, and this time Chris visits Ron and gives him some feedback that he also needs to hear. That's right. We, we see Ron enter his office. Chris is sitting on the bench waiting for him. Yeah, it spooked him just a little bit. Yeah. Ron, a word. <laughs> Chris starts talking to Ron about what's going on in his department. Specifically, they were all a little upset about how he handled the barbecue. Um. Uh, let's have Constantine play this clip. Ron, a word? Mm. <laughs> Are you aware of what's going on out in your department? I am. My department is pouting because I didn't put on a puppet show based on the funniest email chain of the year. I would have liked to have seen that show. My nomination <laughs> was Jerry accidentally forwards his bank statement to everyone. <laughs> Classic! <laughs> And depressing. and depressing. The point of a barbecue is not to do hokey office joke theater. The point the is- The point of the barbecue was to thank the department. It was an employee appreciation barbecue. Ron, 
I gave you the chance to become assistant city manager, and you chose to stay here, which is fine. But if you're going to lead the department, you occasionally have to lead the department. <laughs> and I say that as one of your closest colleagues and dearest friends, but also as your boss. I mean, that that's exactly what, you know, Ron's Ron, and I get it, but, you know, Chris is exactly right. This wasn't about Ron. The, yeah, I, I, I think it's typical for Ron to stubbornly stick to his guns, mm-hmm. not because he's a jerk, but just because yeah. that that that's his mentality. He's very stuck right. in his ways, and he doesn't have to be Leslie. No one was really asking for that. And it's I think it's hard for any of them to stand up to Ron because he mm-hmm. is kind of a force of nature. So when someone like Chris does it, who typically is not very yeah. confrontational, yeah, that's a good point. I thought that was a great scene where Chris is yeah. like, I'm not backing down either. You need to hear what I'm saying. And I, I think Ron listened because Chris left his office and Ron just kind of sits there looking like, Hmm, like kind of contemplative, you know? Yep. I liked it. Absolutely. Well, the following day, Leslie has called a press conference on the bank of the Pawnee River, and we see that Andy's advice did her some good, and it's it's nice to see her regain her Leslie-ness and move forward. Yeah, yeah. She needs her Leslie-ness back, and I think yep. she she took a big step here. So yeah, this is another outside shot. We see Leslie and Andy standing outside uh, by the Pawnee River talking to the Pawnee press. Um, I know we just played a clip, but this is a really good one. Let's play this one as well. I would totally agree with that. I went to our nation's capital this weekend in order to apply for a federal grant to clean up our city's river. But things move pretty slow in Washington, and I'm not going to wait around. And I was recently reminded by someone that I'm not the type of person to shy away from hard work. What? Did I... Do you need something from me right now? No, never mind. The point (laughs) is, I'm going to clean up this river by myself. Every Saturday from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., I will be here. Those are my office hours. If you want to come and talk to me or ask me questions or raise an issue, this is where I'll be. Let's get to work, Pawnee. Nice. Well, oh, my God, the smell is so much worse when you get up close. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, a handgun. I call it. Holy. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Everybody duck. <laughs> That's a good uh, scene. It is. You know, we just were talking about how she had her her confidence shaken and she needs to kind of find her way back to her Leslie-ness. And I think yep. that she did it here uh, much in, in part to uh, Andy's advice to her, I think. Yep. She she listened. She got the the message there and she uh, she's just going to move forward. I think that's you have to put those things that shake you behind you. If you let them keep haunting you, you just never, you know, you're going to be dragged down by them forever. I completely agree. And not only let's move forward, but this scene did something that I like that they do in the show quite a bit, which is they 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 take what seems like a negative and they twist it in a creative way Mm. to say, you know what, I'm going to make this work for me. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. That's a great point. Well, back in the bullpen, Ron also apparently got what Chris was putting down and he brings everybody together to celebrate them in his own way. Ron is in the bullpen and you hear him gruffly, loudly shout out to everyone. Everyone get in here now. So you think, uh oh, somebody is in trouble, maybe. But it turns out that no one's in no. trouble. On the contrary, when the gang comes into the bullpen, kind of looking and see what was he yelling about? Ron <laughs> presents them with a platter of corn on the cob and the short, sweet sentiment. 
your work is appreciated. Eat some corn. <laughs> Never went. Thanks, Ron. And he yeah. says he's trying, you know, Ron then brings out another second platter saying, also, here's Tom. <laughs> Pig Tom. Pig Tom. That's right. <laughs> so the gang goes through three stages of, um, uh-huh. I don't know, three, not three stages of acceptance or denial. But it's pretty brief, close. Though. But it's yeah. like maybe hunger. So yeah. first, the gang is horrified. Sure. For a few seconds. Yeah. And then everyone comments on how good. What's that delicious smell? Pig Tom smells. For a few seconds. Yeah. And uh, then accept. And then everyone says, screw it. Let's eat Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and the scene ends with Ron looking up to see Chris standing in the Parks and Rec doorway, taking it all in. Chris smiles at Ron, walks off. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, well, Mark, at, later that evening, Leslie is burning the midnight oil after a long day of sewer. I mean, river cleanup. And she gets a chance to level set with Ben over Zoom. Yeah, so we got a video chat going on here and uh, and and several important things happen here. So, A, Ben gets a clear idea of what exactly happened that day and, and what exactly made Leslie's day suck so right, bad. So right. it makes a little bit more sense now in hindsight. Yep. B, Leslie has clearly gotten her confidence back in many ways, but I think this connection between she and Ben gave her a lot more confidence regarding Ben and their relationship. Any yeah. romantic jealousy or insecurities, right. hot Rebecca. Hot Rebecca, whatever. kill her. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. out of there. C, they're both looking forward very much to their next visit together. And D, yeah, the Jefferson Memorial is great and all, but there's only one site. That Leslie wants to see right now. So uh, <laughs> spin it around and back it up, Wyatt. Back it up. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, fine. It's cute. Yep. yep. It's a cute moment between the two lovers. Very much. Well, finally, Mark, in the kicker, we flash back to Andy touring DC and we see that Andy clearly should add professional tour guide to his list of career considerations. <laughs> we see an outside show of, uh, of, uh, Andy on that there National Mall there uh, acting as kind of a Washington, D.C. tour guide for April, yeah. including, Alan, such fascinating talking points as a the White House is America's most whitest house. <laughs> B, the White House is most notable as the location where Sinbad lived in the film First Kid. <laughs> and C, the Oval Office is, in fact, called the Oval Office, because it was named after the famous popcorn inventor, Oval Redenbacher. <laughs> also from Indiana. <laughs> oh, sweet, stupid Andy. I love that I love Oval that. Redenbacher. Come on. Uh, Fade to black. Yeah. Well, April says, excuse me, attention, everyone. The tour guide is this is the most amazing tour guide there ever was. Please step up. And then she starts asking for $200 cash. For oh, she's savvy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's going to make it happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Fade to black. Fade right? to black. Yeah, I like it. Well, nice job, Mark. Great job on the breakdown there. And uh, let's take a real quick break. We'll come back. I know we're going to have stuff to say about this episode. I'm, I'm anxious to hear what you thought about the first episode of season five. Yep. And uh, we'll do that when we come back. Let's do it, man. All right, everybody. We'll be right back. Do you eat food? Do you need stuff? Do not bother answering. Of course you do. Everyone does. Well, boy, howdy, do I have the place for you. In case you cannot see where this is going, I will spell it out for you. Food and stuff. Hello, this is Ron Swanson. 
Located at 729 Glenmore Boulevard, Food and Stuff is equidistant from my home and work and is where I get all of my food and most of my stuff. Let's talk about food. They have all the ingredients you will need to prepare a meal at home that will whisk you away to exotic locales such as Brazil, Indiana, Portland, Indiana, Alexandria, Indiana, or Lebanon, Indiana. Now that I have painted a pretty picture about the food, let us now talk about the second part of the name, the stuff. Simply put, Food and Stuff has items you need, which include but are not limited to file cabinets, bikes, printer paper, buckets of different sizes, tires, shelving units, VCRs, I have occasionally even seen a fancy DVD player, guns, flags and flagpoles, artificial turf, fish tanks, fish tank cleaning supplies, dogs, and a wrench, just one left. I think it is a metric one, and therefore I do not accept its existence, so you will need to come in to check the size yourself. Impressed? You should be. Food and Stuff also offers convenient services such as Chinese food buffet, engine repair, passport photos, and catering. When you visit Food and Stuff, don't bother telling them Ron sent you. They don't know me by that name, and they won't give you a discount anyway. <clears throat> Thank you. That is all. All right, everybody, we're back. Well, Mark, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we did actually get some deleted scenes here, which was kind of nice. I've been kind of missing those, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we had eight scenes that uh, ran, I don't know, four or five minutes. I actually forgot to write down how long. They were pretty um, good. They were pretty good. And of course, we played the the top of the at the top there. We played the one that I think was technically supposed to have been the cold open, a cold open, yeah. at least considered for that. Yep. Um, and then you know we've got a little bit of a you know the power couple talk about Billary. Billary? Yep. Bill and Hillary. That's their joint name, Billary, uh -huh. by the way. Um, and then, of course, you know, everybody loves Ben and Leslie's jealous. And then Leslie thinks, you know, herself, she isn't Hillary. She might be Roger Clinton, which was kind of funny. Right, right. I actually kind of like this. And then, um, you know, there's a little bit of a shrimp throwback. And then uh, there's this scene that's really weird where Tom is like, grading on Anne, and it's another place where the, I think it would become really obvious that they were having some fightings there mm -hmm. in Havrikins where he talks about her pizza bagels. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I like some of those scenes. I liked how, I, I think some of the scenes maybe explained a little better why Leslie would have been yeah, just a little more exposition. romantically yeah. jealous. Yeah. Like, because I mean, That's I, don't, true. I don't think that the women were like coming on to Ben or anything, no. but they were kind of fawning over him a little. They were. Like, you know, he had done something you're that they so thought funny, was cool. And, and then he walked up and kind of did this little, you know, finger gun Paul Newman thing. Right, and, right. And, you know, I think that all annoyed Leslie. Yeah. Okay. So. Everybody stop it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it did give a little bit more, uh, you know, of a portents to what happened there. Yeah. So, yeah, agreed. Um, well, Mark, the other thing I want to mention, while not deleted scenes, they were kind of extras on this disc. If you if you have the DVDs, check it out because there's this sequence. It's a little mini series called Andy Dwyer Presents the Mysteries of Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah, yeah. An Investigation, colon, by Andy Dwyer. And there were three segments. There's like a Burt Macklin dream tour segment. There's Andy talking about all the different Washington monuments. And then, of course, a lot more references to the movie's National Treasure. 
right. one and two, yep. as a matter of fact. So check those out. They're pretty funny. Mark, uh, let's move into tropes first and fun facts. What did you get this week? I had a little bit of everything this week except for goofs. I did not have any goofs either. Um, first, uh, all I had was um, Washington, D.C. Okay. I, I had that as well. I said it's the first visit to D.C. and the first visit to Ben's office, of course, mm-hmm. which I think at this point is in the senatorial election office, not yet over at uh, you know the Barclay Consortium or whatever, right. uh, which is later. Uh, I said this is the first time we've seen long distance relationships for any of our main characters, Ben and Leslie, April and Andy, hmm. that I can recall. Correct me if I'm wrong. I guess wrong. It, unless you count Yanni. Uh, I don't count Yanni. Okay, then then yeah, that counts. Because <laughs> we hate Yanni. Yep. Um, uh, the first look at federal bureaucracy. We've seen a little bit of small town bureaucracy, of course, but this is the first time we actually get a little bit of light shed on the federal bureaucracy. Yep. Which, of course, is, uh, you know. Leslie's, uh, you know, foil in this episode. Right. And then uh, Leslie's first act is an elected official cleaning up the Pawnee River. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Very good. A couple firsts there. How about tropes? What'd you get? Tropes. I had a few. um, I had a PBJ. Yeah. Yeah. I know sometimes it's so obvious that I just I think I'm going to get to it and then I forget to write it down. So there's a little less of it in this one, but there were a couple. There was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You're right. Um, I said I can't remember if this is how we've used it in the past. I said Tom the mogul only because he was coming up with ridiculous, although sometimes funny, uh, entrepreneurial uh, ideas. Yep. Unfortunately, they all had to That's do with glitter. One. I forgot that one. Um, food driven Ron, because that. holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> if FDR. you missed that here, you're not paying attention. I, I, I put I see I put down here in my notes, Ben mugs to the camera and I I can't remember the specific scene. I thought he did. I could be wrong. I, I'm going to go back and look because I'm almost convinced he didn't do it this episode, which is really weird. He had lots that, of reactions, but it's almost like we saw his reactions and they were not addressed to the fourth wall. You know what? I think you're right. I'm going to retract that one. I think, I think well, let's right. get Constantine and Harvey on that. Uh, I know. We'll I have know. those guys tag team that one. Yeah. yeah. Or, or maybe they'll just compete. Either way. Battle. We all win. Something. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> um, sweet, stupid Andy. Because oh, there's lots of that. Yeah. Um, and I had one I just called Ben's butt. Because that, uh, that's, that's becoming a thing. It has become a thing. Yeah. How about you? With his flat butt and his 29 inch waist. 29 inch waist. Uh, whatever. Lord and a half. I hate him. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that that was all I had on the tropes as well, Mark. Nice. I did have a couple of fun facts despite not having any goofs. Did you have any uh, fun facts for us this week? The only one that I had was something that we already referenced, which was the <laughs> in jest. We referenced the time traveling train uh, oh, yeah, from yeah. Back to the Future yes. three. Um, and, and we mentioned you know, the the list of all the Pawnee towns. But yeah. um, I didn't really have anything besides that. How about you? Well, along those lines, there's actually a total of six movie references in this episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. You got Mr. Smith goes, goes to Washington, Washington based right. on the title. Uh, Guys and Dolls. Yeah. There's Parks, Parks and Dolls, dolls which right. is terrific. Yep. And I was actually in that musical, so I really love that. Oh, geez. Uh, shut up. <laughs> um, we had uh, Back to the Future 3 yep. reference. Uh, first Kid with the great Sinbad, of course. Of course. One of the world's best actors. That's why it's most notable. Uh-huh. Uh, National Treasure 1 yep. and National Treasure 2. So six movies. Did they reference National Treasure 1 and 2? They did. Yeah. Book of Secrets is, and if you look at the, some of the, the Andy sequences, he got two references into National Treasure, one from the first movie and one from the second. And then if you include those extras I talked about, he's all over the place. Oh, man. He did National Treasure 3, which they haven't even done yet. 
(laughs) (laughs) I like it. Well done. (laughs) Yeah, it was not bad. Um, We mentioned that Senator John McCain, of course, made a cameo in this, and he'll be back uh, for a season episode, uh, season seven episode in 2015, of course. That's right. And then um, someone put this one online. I thought it was worth noting. It's, uh, you know, uh, the secretary, Mr. Jepson's secretary, they asked which Pawnee Leslie is actually from. And in that list, they had all like seven Pawnees. Well, apparently Pawnee, Iowa is not actually a town, but it is a census designated community, Mm. whatever that means. Hmm. So there you have it. I want to live in a census designated community. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I bet they don't have HOAs. (laughs) Yeah, I love HOAs. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Well, Mark, hey, let's jump into our score. I think it's about time. Yes, it is that time. All right. This was, I, I tried to figure out who I was going to go for MVP. This was, this was yeah. kind of a tough one. Um, I agree. The, the, the third story, which I, in some of the judges, I think thought I made up and didn't really happen. I thought, you know, it's not going to be Ann or Tom. So I just threw that aside. Yeah. Um, from the B story, I, I'm a Ron fanboy. He, Ron had some great scenes in this. So I would say I went co-MVP and I had to give it to Me Nick too. Offerman as Ron Swanson as one half. The other one was tough because I couldn't decide whether I was going to give it to Amy Poehler as Leslie because I really liked the journey that yeah. she had in this episode. I, I thought in many ways Chris Pratt was on fire. It was tough. I ended up giving it to Amy Poehler. Okay. So Ron, Nick Offerman just made me out and out laugh with all of his Swanson-esque antics, you know. And I He's know, at the height of his Ronism. And maybe some people get tired of Ron Swanson being a caricature of himself. I get it. But I but I must tell you, I am not tired of it. It always makes me laugh. And it's actually been a minute. He had really fallen into not quite a supporting role, but there had been a lot of Ron-centric episodes in a while so yeah it wasn't bad for me I, I agree yeah and as far as as amy poehler i thought that you know leslie the character leslie had a great journey in this episode it was satisfying to see her doubt herself and then overcome that doubt in a way that felt reasonable and natural and not forced i want to talk about that in a minute okay um so on my side for mvps um i had i went with these what i called the soothsayers Chris Traeger, Rob Lowe, and Chris Pratt as Andy. Hmm. Because they were the two that really kind of took these two main characters who were off the rails and brought them back to reality. And that was what I liked about this episode the most. So I gave my MVPs accordingly. Wow. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. You know, one thing that occurred to me, Alan, uh, I, I know that you and I both in season four And I know that we mentioned this in the season four grab bag, that one of the things that made us kind of be frowny face a little bit was uh, sometimes Leslie could have manic uh, behavior that seemed a little out of character for someone who's genuinely generally as nice and thoughtful as she is. I thought her behavior started to approach that a little bit, but then I realized I don't mind it quite so much if the only person that it really affects is her. That's interesting. You know, yeah. I, I, I can buy that a little more. And yes, she kind of got a little nutty, but she really focused it on herself, which not saying that that's a good thing, but it it makes me able to forgive her a lot more for that than if she was like taking it out on others. You know what I mean? That's fair. That, that's a good point. I had not considered. Um, 
So just a few quick additional notes. I, I thought this was fairly good use of their comedic bench. I, I think that of all of them, maybe Jerry had the least usage and even he got a few yeah. good scenes. So mm-hmm. I, I thought they ran the gamut. Well, that's good. Um, I, I already mentioned this, but I like seeing Leslie unravel a little bit and then find her way back. I found that very satisfying. Um, the great guest stars cameos. We talked about John McCain and Barbara uh, Boxer, Boxer and yeah. uh, Olympia Snow, yep. uh, the senators. Um, so I'm just going to get right to my score. Dun, dun, dun. Mark Rubrick <laughs> coming up. Three, two, one, go. Um, I'm going to give this. I'm going to give this a four base score. I, I thought it was a, a, a good A story. It was a decent B story. Meh, a so-so C story that that really, in my opinion, only shown because Anne and Tom did not end up together. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, I'm going to give half a point for a great performance by an episode. My my episode co-MVP, Nick Offerman, is Ron Swanson. I'm going to give another half point for a great performance by uh, the other episode of mine. Co-MVP, Amy Poehler, is Leslie Nope. I'm going to give half a point for a good use of the comedic bench, which I mentioned. Um, and the rest are, are combos, cheater combos. I'm going to give half a point for what I called the April Andy combo, which I thought was just a really nice job by both Aubrey Plaza and Chris Pratt, mm. who once again were funny on their own, but they're also funny together. I yeah. really, really like that we're not or I'm not getting sick of them as a couple yet. I yeah. like seeing them apart. I also like seeing them together. I think they have great chemistry and I don't think that that's lessened. And I think that that's remarkable. I'm going to give half a point for what I call the DC cocktail party combo. <laughs> a lot of nice scenes overall, both funny and heartfelt and some great cameos. Yeah. So all that together, half point. I'm going to give half point for what I called the C story combo, the Tom Ann and a little bit of Donna thing. Meh. I'll give half point for Ann and Tom breaking up for good. Plus, I admit some of the crazy glitter related ideas Tom and Ann had, some of them were kind of funny. They were so, funny. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll give a little bit of the tip of the hat to that. I'm going to give half a point for what I call pig Tom combo. <laughs> the, the meet your meat segment plus driving off with a smoking grill still attached to the car. Plus, I can do what I want. Ron Swanson. Yeah. All that. Yeah. Aaron's a half point. Another half point for what I, I I sometimes I've had this. I bring it back again. I call it the bookend combo. I thought it was a great cold open and a great kicker in combination. I thought uh, I got a, got to showcase Chris Pratt doing what he does best, being mm-hmm. ridiculous as Andy. Um, I'm, I'm going to give one more half point for what I call the resolution combo. I thought they had decent, nice resolutions uh, by the soothsayers, as per what you just said, to both the A story watching Leslie slowly find her way back to her own path. And the B story, Chris had a great scene where he politely but firmly called Ron out. So I just I just thought that that was a nice full circle moment for yep. both of those stories. Yep. Um, so you add all those crazy points up. And uh, my final score is 8.5 Little Sebastians. So, so Mark's official score for this episode, 8.5 Little Sebastians. And a warning, Parks mm. and Rec. I better not see Havercant. <laughs> come back otherwise there's there's going to be hell to pay so amen 
pretty sweet sauce in there, eh, Ace? Yeah, pretty sweet. All right. Yeah. Ooh. A little tangy, but whatever. All right. How about you? <clears throat> go, go, go. Yeah, yeah. So so once again, Mark, I feel like we're in pretty close alignment here. Um, our MVPs are a little different, but I think some of the sentiment you expressed in your scoring matched the reason that I gave for my for my MVPs. And I would say the opposite's also true. I felt like, you know, the, the Ron and the Leslie performances were really good in this. The, the, my one caveat to that is I would say I did feel like the manicness of Leslie or her uh, dwelling on this, this defeat she had, right, was maybe written a little too long. Mm. I think the way it was written and the way it was performed is good. I just think it's wrong. Mm. Does that make sense? How you, something could be good, but wrong. Like, yeah, Amy Poehler did a great job with the script. I just disagree and would have liked to have seen her pull out of it sooner. I think it could I have lent that. itself to more fun and funny and maybe interesting while Leslie's in DC. Cause at this point, this, this whole trip for Leslie is a bust. Everything about yeah. it, every single aspect. And, and as much as I think it would have knocked the wind out of her sails and caused her to have a, uh, you know, a, oh, whoa moment. Um, again, maybe if the deleted scenes had been in there, because you're right, they kind of do restore a little bit of the, you know, the jealousy side of her reaction to everything. In right. The, the proper episode, the canon episode doesn't feed that as well. So that that's worth noting. Um, I would say I also liked the April-Andy combo. Uh, like you said, it was nice to kind of see them back together again. Yeah. Where you're right, they stand off well on their own. And they had been apart for a while in that regard. They're in the same episodes. They weren't in different cities, but they didn't really have any shared storylines. Right. Here, obviously, they did. Right. Especially the grinding on the floor part of the <laughs> Smithsonian. It's hard not to share that. And I wish they had not shared that with all of us. But, you know. They're happy to see each other. Let's leave it at that. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. Um, you know what? I, as weird as it is, and as much as the me and the judges didn't consider Haverkins as a, a proper storyline here, they had to do it. I think it's one of those things where they had written themselves into a corner with the season finale of season four, with the drunken declaration that, you know, hey, pause, now we're going to move in together. You know, they had to deal with it. <laughs> So there was no way to not put it in this episode and have us go, what the what? Because right. you know we would have destroyed them over that, like if they had never addressed it yeah. again. Two, goodbye. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So as much as I didn't want to see them together again on screen, they kind of had to. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy, like you said, warning, you know, asterisk goes here, right? Right. right. They better not. And I honestly, I can't remember. It's kind of crazy. I just can't remember. I, I remember seasons one through four a lot better than I do five through seven in general of course, fed by this podcast for right. certain, but um, we'll see. We'll see what they do with that. Cause if they go back down that road, I know what's going to happen. We're going to get angry, not just hangry, but angry. Oh yeah. We're going to get all hangry. the things. Yeah. 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 A hangry. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, I gave this episode 8.5 little spashions. Um, nice. I was really close to giving it to eight and you've, I've made the point before. I know you understand what I mean by this. There's that technical scoring and there's the how I feel scoring. Yep. I think that represents it. Technically, I'm giving this an 8.5. Overall, there's something about it that I feel lacking every time I watch it. And I'm just, it's not one of my favorite episodes. I think it's a strong episode to start season five, but I don't, 
it's it's somewhere you know boy if we just had quarter points mark mm-hmm. which you know we don't no we don't no. we don't do so, that anymore so i rounded up and gave him the 8.5 so we are a tie this week I, I think that that echoes my sentiments as well because I found myself toggling between an eight and an eight point okay, five. Fair enough. You know the other thing that I realized too. I I like your choices of co MVP. You know what we've done? What's that? I chose Frodo. You chose Samwise. <laughs> oh my god! You know what? It's not wrong. Nope. It's super nerdy. It's and super I love it. super nerdy. Yes, but but that's exactly but bo- right. But both viable choices. No, that's because I like true. I like what you said about the soothsayers. Yeah. Like you know, we wouldn't have had the complete circle no. if the Chris and Andy you know components hadn't that's right. come in and kind of helped. That's right. You yep. couldn't have Ron just staying off the rails and Leslie no. just staying depressed. No, screw I mean, that. That that, that would have been like a, I don't know season one episode or something. But. <laughs> No, no, that's wow. not right. That's not fair. But <laughs> no, I, I actually think this is a good start to season five. I'm anxious. I'm, I'm glad. And I think it's smart that they give themselves some room to go, right? Like you wouldn't want to come out with a 10.0 in episode one. Boy, would that be a hard act to follow up for 21 more episodes. Right. So in this case, you know, they start off with a good but not great episode. So they've got a little bit of room to go. We'll see what they do. I, I think that the, the only other thing I want to say about this is I think that there were some question by fans of the show of oh crap if you know yay for leslie that she got elected to 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 public office but like what what does this mean for the show like how are they going to handle this and i think that this was their first trial by fire to say okay dudes how are you going to handle it and i think that from that perspective they they did okay yeah i i agree with your sentiments i i think that that as well that they could have maybe handled some things a little bit better but i thought overall it was a good experiment to go down this road that's interesting i like that and it's i think it's pretty realistic that ron would have struggled to be back in that without leslie leadership role yep and so that wasn't that was a good idea to write something around that yeah and what they did with it was very ron so i'd like that as well right right okay well nice job yeah well mark we'll be back next week with episode two from season five soda tax. soda tax yeah i can't oh, wait yeah, boy. i've been thinking about this one for a little while yeah, me so too. i'm gonna get my child size 512 ounce cup out and oh. we'll we'll uh we'll have a libation during that one. Oh, holy hell i can <laughs> barely wait <laughs> all right everybody thanks for joining us this week and we'll look forward to next time all right bye everyone bye everyone live from pawnee is a copyrighted production of the creators Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Original music was created and performed by Aaron Emerson of Emerson Studios. Clips are used under fair use doctrine for the purpose of commentary and parody. Please see our website at livefrompani.com for more details or to contact us.